Let's go. Six Pack Double Feature with your hosts. I'm not Nathan. I'm not Travis. Hey, there you guys are. Join Nathan and Travis as they pair and compare your favorite and not so favorite movies. If it was on the shelf at your local video store, it's fair game. Grab a cold one and let's do this. It's the mature thing to do. It's Six Pack Double Feature. Hey, what's going on? It is the mature thing to do. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that. We compare and compare. Because do we really contrast? <laughs> not as much. Not, not as much. Not really. <laughs> what's funny is I was opening this session up to save it, and I realized we'd already done a Batman Superman episode. We sure did. Four years ago. <laughs> And it was. Uh, it was the part threes. It was yeah. It was Batman Forever and Superman Three, which Batman is a turd. Superman Three is still my favorite it's... Superman movie, and I confirmed that after watching these two. <laughs> <laughs> I sure. I, I confirmed that I like uh, the first one so much more, but it's you know we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> but I still love Superman Three as a nostalgic trip, man. Because yeah, it's just like I said before. It's like having a Old friend over for, for dinner. For dinner, not the lector way. Not though. the not to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a gang. It is six pack double feature. I'm not Nathan, and I'm not Travis. And uh, we've got a. I, it's fucking hilarious to me that after six years of doing this, we're just now doing Superman and Batman. Right, right. But we've done the other end of the. We've never done. <laughs> we didn't do the shitty, shitty, shitty Batman and the shitty, shitty, shitty Superman. <clears throat> we never will. But we did the... You got to pay us to do that one. <laughs> I would do that for money. Yeah. You pay me enough. I'll watch them. So if you remember, I uh, semi-drunkenly decided we should do Superman, the movie, and Superman 2 as one film because that's how it was shot. Yeah, that was how it was originally intended to do. It was supposed to be kind of two parts of a whole. Yeah. <laughs> and they're watching that. <laughs> I watch. So, friend of the friend of the show, Jeff Cullum is uh, a. If you want to follow a really cool Superman thing on Instagram, he is uh, Superman Stills and Reels. And um, I've never seen such a collection of Superman shit in my entire life. I've been to his house. I don't know how many times, and I've never seen any of this stuff. I don't know where he, he must keep it in his little it's hidden away fortress of solitude or something. <laughs> Uh, but he and his family are moving out of state <clears throat> and, um, he came over about a month ago and, um, we watched, uh, some superhero movies with a couple of friends and his was of course Superman and he watched, he, he the, the director's cut and I was like, sweet, I'll just watch that and use that as my, I'll take yeah. mental notes off of that. I did not do that at all. I did not. I tried. Uh, but by the time we got around to that one, I had some alcohol and, um, we all know how that can go sometimes. And we were just ended up just riffing on the right. movie. Uh, and it was cool. The director's cut was. It's about 13. Min- yeah. It's not even 30 minutes. He, it's he, like- tried to so- he tried to soft sell it to me. He's like, it, it only makes it 30 minutes longer. And he's like, so it's about three hours. And I was like, that's not helping, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not. When I looked at the run times, it's like the original is two and a half. And this one adds 15, so it takes it to like 245. But there are longer versions, and I was just ever, I'm like, nope, that's not the one I want to watch. But I watched the extended cut that you can find. <clears throat> it's uh, it's good. I love I love Superman the movie. Yeah. Um, I love Superman too. Uh, it had been. So, anyway, I <clears throat> did not remember anything 
about Superman the movie when I sat down to take notes for this. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just watch him again. And I was like, what do I have? I, I'm not watching the Richard Donner cut either because that's an inexplicable fucking through no fault of his own. Just mess. I love I love the Richard Donner version. We'll we'll discuss a little bit of that and a little bit later. But I, I was like, no, I'm just going to watch. I'm just, I was like, where can I stream it? Oh, sweet. HBO has. Oh, I have everything. They have cool. all. All of them. All of them. Um, so I just watched them back to back last Sunday. <laughs> Jamie came in at one point. I've been in the living room for all day. And she was like, how many Superman movies are you watching? And I was like, just two. And she was like, which one is this? I said, this is Superman 2. And she was like, she looked at her watch. Not really, but she looked yeah. at her phone. And she was like, Jesus Christ, you've been in here for five hours. And I went, I know. Yeah, Superman 2 is longer than I would. I remember it, and it doesn't. Too. It doesn't need to be, but it could no. be, and there's more. Oof. We'll talk. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I know that's going to be a bitchin' trailer. You got? How about you, a trailer? Let's yeah. Hear it. yeah. This is WTVW Channel Seven Evansville. Movie today's FBI will be seen at ten nine Central and Mountain. So stay tuned, and I'll see you right after the movie. Special tonight, an ABC Network premiere. Superman. Starring Christopher Reeve in the title role with Marlon Brando, Glenn Ford, Gene Hackman, Valerie Perrine, and Margot Kidder as Lois Lane. Easy, miss. I've got you. You you've got me. Who's got you? The Man of Steel, the world's first superhero. Tonight's special presentation of Superman is brought to you by Atari, a family of electronic products that challenge you, teach you, touch your life. Discover Atari and discover how far you can go. That's incredible. Will not be seen tonight due to the following ABC special movie presentation. But it will return next week at its regular time with more incredible stories. ABC premiere presentation. Let's go to my place. Superman falls in love. Thank God. Loses his powers. Superman, can you hear me? And battles three super villains for possession of the earth. Revenge. 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 And now we're cooking, huh? A three-hour spectacular. Would you care to step outside? Gene Hackman, Marco Kidder, and Christopher Reeve. Man, this is going to be good. Superman 2 next. <laughs> 
Our ABC special movie presentation is brought to you by Nissan. Builders of high-mileage, high-quality cars and trucks for 50 years. Available at your Datsun dealer. And Diet Pepsi. Now Diet Pepsi tastes even better with NutraSweet. Taste improved by Diet Pepsi. Well, there's a lot to unpack in these trailers. <laughs> Let's talk about Atari first. Right. Uh, is Mountain Time still the thing? Yeah. I mean, it's next to it's next to Pacific. It's Mountain Time. But you never hear of it. Anymore. You only you only hear it if you're on the West Coast, I believe. But it is. But then it, it's only like 45 minutes or something. Well, I don't know. I Usually it it's up, an hour. I looked. I looked it up one time. It was like. I don't. I, it was like thirty or forty-five. It was thirty minutes. It was a, it was a thirty-minute time shift, which I just fuck. Time zones are stupid. <laughs> Say what you want about China, but they have one time zone. Like yeah, and yeah. It, fuck you. Well, it's eight o'clock, and <laughs> if you're in Western China, it's it's dark at three o'clock. That's just how that's just how it is. But it's light earlier for you, so fucking deal with it. <laughs> it's all said in Chinese, of course. <laughs> uh, I, I probably so angry at time zones. So what? What year? What year was? Uh, would both of those have been? It said here that Superman aired on ABC for the first time in '82, and then in '84 it was Superman. Superman two. Okay. I don't know. I was a little too young to right. I was. I would have been two in '82 and four in '84. That's how math works. Uh, unless you're in China. Um, and on a different time zone. <laughs> same time zone. <laughs> That's right. uh, I don't know if somebody taped it or what, but I just I just remember it's just like it was just always there. Oh yeah, um, I I remember for a long time that we had a recorded version of Superman and Superman Two from the ABC Sunday Night Movie. Yeah, and I want to say they were on the same tape. Somebody had the foresight to do that, which is pretty fucking cool. Recorded um, in LP, man. Yeah, <laughs> or EP or whatever extended play. I, yeah, my yeah. aunt would have had to have done it because we didn't get a VCR until '88. I was I wasn't allowed to touch it. <laughs> You're gonna break it, Travis. Don't, don't touch it. And it went on top of that giant fucking wooden floor model TV that every family had. Uh-huh. Uh so yeah, I would have been That's why people hated it when you would ask someone to help move. I'm like, I don't want to lift up that seven hundred pound wood boxed yeah. and television. <laughs> I man, I don't know. I, I I had to been like six or seven the first time I saw it. Maybe I saw it on TV. Maybe they re-ran it. I, I honestly don't remember. Superman has just like always been there. Right. Since I was a He's kid. He's always been in your life. <laughs> um, with either of these, I said I was most likely probably six, six and a half, and then eight when these two hit. Um, plop me down in front to watch. And I think Superman aired in over two nights the first time, and they had a longer extended yeah. cut. That you can find on either DVD, Blu-ray, whatever. Like, there's like a crazy long version that I'm like, ah, no, that's all right. I don't really need that one. I would make <laughs> my complaint about Superman the movie is it's too fucking long, but I but would, you still need it at the same time. I would watch the longer version because I think what makes it feel too long is like, hey. <clears throat> I almost did the Goldblum thing from Jurassic Park. Now, there will be Superman in the Superman the movie, correct, at some point? <laughs> I also find it fucking hilarious that the 
fucking movie is called Superman the movie, and the guy that plays Superman is Build Third. He's Build Third because he wasn't a name. That's the crazy thing about it. Um, I thought when I got older and watched this, uh, I thought it was weird realizing that they got the Godfather himself, Mario Puzo, to write the script. Yeah. Is, like, was he a package deal with Marlon Brando? <laughs> I don't know. I, you told me that at one point a while back. I forget what we were talking about. Um, but I was like, I, I, I knew it, but I'd forgotten it. And I saw his name and I was like, that hits weird. It does hit weird. And then, like, here's one thing, just completely non sequitur. I, I initially would have told you that they're having the trial while the planet is crumbling. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not. But the, ed- the edit that I watched was like, Guilty, guilty, guilty. Guilty. And then they, fl- they fly off in a thing, and it's like, well, that's done. Oh, hey, the planet's going to explode. It just cuts right to that. And I was immediately like, oh, look, old white men ignoring science and allowing the destruction of a fucking planet. And then Jarrell uh, is like, I will not, I will not leave. I'm like, fucking why not? Meanwhile, all- in Phoenix, it's 127 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> He's telling him like the, we need to do whatever, and that's oh, that's always been the storyline too. Is like they won't listen to Jarrell, like they won't. So was he a take... lawyer or a scientist? Yes, <laughs> yes, and what? on the council, yeah, like, and then is like lawyer scientist. So Krypton is just a small city at the top of a Michael Stipe's head. Yes, like, and very. I mean, okay. Well, what I found odd was... I, just, I always picture Hoth just around the corner. <laughs> right. But we like, dodged that bullet. <laughs> but he says, but he says like, I, they're like, no, Jarrell, you can't, or you'll, you know, we'll basically... The elude, we'll ban you. Yeah. yeah. He's, you'll be uh, exiled. Okay. Exile me then. I'll, I'll just... Why can't he leave? Why can't he say anything? Because he'll cause a panic. Because I wrote down here, it says, for, for supposedly being such an advanced civilization, it's surprising... Uh, how all of the Kryptonians don't really seem to notice that they're getting closer and closer to their red sun that it is eventually going to run into them and explode. And their planet is made of ice, right? So why isn't it melting? Uh, well, that and it's the council's like, we respect you, Jarrell, when you punish these criminals, but we don't really believe anything else that you say. <laughs> My, it's hot. It's fucking hot in here, right? Well, you, can also, you turn the AC down a little bit? also wearing Reynolds wrap. Right. Which, I, when I was a kid, I thought the lighting, the rotoscoping or whatever, that yeah. they did on their outfits, whatever. It's like reflective, like fiberglass or something. It's fucking cool. Yeah. And you couldn't touch it because it would fuck it up, and then they would have to go and fix it. Oh, really? So you had to be careful what you ran into. Um, I always felt that the Phantom Zone stuff, like, that freaked me out when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Like, you getting basically jettisoned into what looks like a record... Like they make you like two dimensional. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, like okay, so again, the timeline of the the movie I watched was just the straight Superman the movie, two and eight, yeah. two hours eighteen minutes ish. So the timeline is trial, fucking you're in the Phantom Mirror, and right? You're flying off into space. Like was that just readily available? How did they like that thing? Just it just came in. The timing like, was great. What yeah. is that? But Okay, so they send them off, and then, boom. What? Meanwhile, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, the planet's going to explode. We need to do something. No, you can't do that. Okay, boom, whatever. It's the Reader's Digest version. Sure. <laughs> so then, fucking, there's another however much time he sends his kid off into the Christmas ornament to Earth. It does look like 
and then tree topper krypton Krypton fucking explodes right okay well how far away could the the criminals have been wouldn't the explosion of krypton have blown up the thing apparently enough time had passed quicker than the nuclear bomb that he throws into the oh the hydrogen bomb later yeah yeah which i've Anyway, yeah, uh, I'm not poking holes in it. No, it's just Jesus. As you as you hold it up to the light, there's some holes. <laughs> uh, my first observation when I went, does this hold up? And what bothered me is that it's 50 minutes before you get Superman. Yeah, in a 50. movie, in a movie, in a movie called, called Superman. It's like Batman Returns. What is he like? 30 minutes? Yeah, something like that. Like it took forever to get Batman in the second movie. Yeah, like where you got him in the first scene. I will talk about later. We'll but definitely like here, talk about that. But yeah, and like. Let me just do a two sentence. Richard Donner sets the standard for superhero movies. Meanwhile, Richard Lester adds hot dog farts to the fight scenes. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? This movie is uh, its already too long, and there's not enough Superman in it. Why don't we get some jokes in here? Why don't we get some Rube Goldberg-esque wacky shit in it? There's a reason. Not There's not a reason for that. There's a reason why you get that tonal shift is because Lester takes over and it's like... But he doesn't take over after one movie. He takes over... He takes over... There were, part That's what doesn't work well, for me part is Richard the, Lester. But yeah. it also kind of strangely works because it's just... It's just it's the movie we've had for almost... Well, just over 40 years. Um, what I had down here was Richard Lester's direction is in full force when you when you have General Zod and Ursa blow everyone and everything down the street. Like, it's just a precursor to what would become Superman 3. Like, the yeah, opening credits. Absolutely. Like, it's not terrifying. Instead, oh, 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 oh. hey, there goes a guy on roller skates. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the woman's wig blows off and right. then the guy's wig blows off. Guy's on the phone. Oh, you know. And, but then he falls and the, the phone booth is going down the street and he's still talking. Like The phone wouldn't be connected. Um, but upon the rewatch of, of Superman 2, the theatrical version, what we, what we grew up watching for 20 some odd years... It's odd how much the film reflects the same tones as some of Roger Moore's Bond films from the 70s. Absolutely. Um, I never really noticed it before, but I definitely noticed it then. I'm like, I'm not sure if it had to do specifically with the humor that Lester brought. Um, Some of the same cast members like that Backwoods Sheriff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From two Bond movies, back-to-back Bond movies. Um, or parts of it being shot in the UK at the Albert Broccoli 007 soundstage in Pinewood Studios because they shot a lot of that movie at Pinewood Studios. So it's just like, it really felt like... It did. Like, this is very much and it late was 70s. All, it was all shot more in like Bond. 77, 78, right? Most of it, yeah. yeah. Until they had to do the reshoot so Lester could get credit after the Salkines what did they fired re- him. What did they end up reshooting? A lot. I, I, I have some notes on that when we go into trivia. I, um, but he shot, um, according to a lot of different documents I've seen online and, uh, and commentary track when I listened to um, Donner and Mankiewicz talk about the Donner cut, um, uh-huh. he shot, like, number one, he shot these movies 
sequentially. He didn't shoot them back to back where he shot one and then started shooting two. He went back in while they had the set for the Daily Planet and would shoot scenes that were already written for the second movie. And so they had to keep like copious amounts of detailed notes to know what scene was for what. That's why Margot Kidder's hair like kind of changes, grows and shrinks and grows and shrinks. They had to, well, they had to write like another part of the trivia is they had to write around Hackman stuff because Hackman refused to come back after to do fired, any reshoots after they so, fired Donner. Correct. Which is why he's in like three scenes in the second yeah, one. He's in not as much in the second one specifically for that reason. Then they had to re- rewrite a bit of a story <laughs> around what they already shot. They also chose not to bring Marlon Brando back because they already shot stuff with Brando. They even thought about doing more with Brando because they felt it was going to be worth it. But they chose not to once they fired Donner because they didn't want to pay him any more money. Sure. Brando got paid like $7 million for playing, like shooting two, three weeks of footage. And they gave him points on the back end. So he made like $14 million from this movie. It's like they immediately started fucking with it. Like, I don't, yeah. I mean, it's uh, miraculous at all that it uh, came out, right? I guess. I, what, so, <laughs> what doesn't work for me, apart from Richard Lester and all that that you just said, <clears throat> is there's too much of his origin story. Yeah. Like, it's like there was no other movie before that, number one. And sure. you got a general public that may not necessarily read but comic you could books. Have, you feel like you could have – yeah. I That's what I wrote down here. I said I'm, I love a good comic book superhero origin story like any other red-blooded American boy in the last century. But damn it if we got to wait 50 minutes before we get Superman. At this point in time, almost 45 years later, they would – his origin story would almost be its own movie. Right or really, really rushed. Like yeah. I get that you need it, but there's, I don't know, there's so much Krypton shit. Well, just but I, then there's not enough Krypton. Shit. Like my notes were here specifically said, I love the spectacle and set design, but fuck me, get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's hang out in Kansas for a while. Um, and this is just me being nitpicky because I'll be honest with you. In watching it, at the same time, that fifty minutes moves. F- quicker it's not yeah, it's it not that bad down. it doesn't not, bog down no it doesn't but yeah at the same time it's just like get on with it it's the granddaddy of the superhero movie and i'm sure there were a lot of people that didn't know where superman came from who his daddy was or why he was sent to earth space jesus is pretty much what <laughs> oh yeah yeah um created by two jews yep what's fun to me it, we talk a little bit about it with batman but there have been like only three cinematic versions of Superman. Christopher Reeve. Uh, fucking Brandon Routh. Brandon Routh and Henry Cavill. Yeah. He's more of a TV guy because there have been how many fucking TV versions of him? There was yeah, Dean Kane. There was the guy that was in that. Uh, the old school 50s version, George Reeve. Um, Reeves. Is it Reeves? Mm-hmm. It's Christopher Reeve. Yeah. That's, would, I always mix those he two. He would always say, Christopher Reeve would always say, I left the S on my... <laughs> outfit or whatever uh um there was a show called superboy which isn't nearly as good as i remember well they had the superman the adventures uh, of, with tim daly did the voice of 
that, oh, yeah. that Clark Lois, and, and Lois and Clark, and then there's one or two that have been out recently. But there have been like I think I counted seven cinematic versions of Batman since 1989. Right, but only three. Yeah, movie wise, and, and I, I don't. And every time you get a Batman movie, they give you his fucking origin story, except with the except with the most recent one. True. Which I that's why one reason I like it was it. nice that it's like people know. Yeah, you can reference it. And you can show a li- you can, if you want to show a little bit of flashbacks, maybe. Yeah. But that you don't need to go into it. Like like the most current Spider-Man, they don't even show any of his origin story, which was quite surprising considering. And I watched. I remember liking Man of Steel, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. It's I, just I, hard to top. Even I, with all its faults, it's hard to top. There's these. It, with me. It's just the little boy that loves Superman that much. Sure. The problem with Superman and, and Lisa is just like she's like he's just a Boy Scout. Yeah, he's a fucking. What was I? Uh, I was watching it, and I get it. And he goes. And I to, get it, but I'm like, yeah, it, it just hits differently for me. So like, he goes to meet Lois for that interview, which he was straight up trying to get laid. <laughs> and uh, do you want some? She fires up a fucking cigarette and you shouldn't smoke lois and then like oh do you okay do you want some champagne i never drink when i fly and i went fucking nerd (laughs) pussy it's champagne dude i never drink when i fly but let me take you to the arctic circle and liquor you up and and liquor you up hey lois why don't you go ahead and just print everything that have all of my weaknesses so they can figure out what they can take me down with later thank you by yeah. the way for thanks, all of that thanks a lot yeah um what doesn't work with superman 2 <laughs> well richard lester richard lester but it's like i mean I, i'm watching it and i'm like i don't remember watching the credits what well, a hey See how you're recapping the first movie during the credits? Couldn't you just have done that with the first oh, one? Oh, yeah, that's right. And they it's really, fucking... It that, goes, I didn't like... Uh, like, you couldn't... You you couldn't get five minutes of Brando to do the voiceover shit. It's all of a sudden, now it's just a computer. What it was is they were... They didn't want to pay him. Yeah, they didn't want to pay him. Which, I mean... Because they already shot stuff, too. I mean, they took, like, when the go to the Donner cut, like, they used a lot of stuff that you never saw before. Yeah. But they didn't want to use his likeness and his voice because they knew they were going to have to pay him for yeah. a second movie. Which, and it, I think it... So let's just get his mom. Maybe... She's, get his mom on the cheap. Because yeah. that's what it was. Maybe three years later, you wouldn't have felt it as much as I felt it immediately starting the second one. But it's like, you really... If you're going to binge watch... You feel watch a them, difference. Yeah, it's... Oh, you feel the difference. Um, hey, random bald guy before mom shows up to talk to you about things and criminals that may or may not come Wait, to earth who are you where's my father i'm your uncle elroy hey i don't give a damn how high you get as long as you let me hit it um <laughs> otis is in one scene miss Tessmacher's in like two scenes and uh lex luthor is not needed in this movie not really no lex he- luthor isn't needed after the end of the first movie no He's not. He doesn't do anything. No. And he probably was going to do more sure. if they had but, done what they needed to do, but instead they wrote what they could. That's why Miss Tessmacher's, like, she disappears once they leave. And they don't tell you why. Yeah, because her they didn't have anything else to do, and with reshoots, they didn't. They could not really do anything else with her like character. Like, they should have killed her, had, had Ursa yeah. kill her, or something. Something. Um. Or even kill, you know, done a shit thing where they killed her off screen or something. I don't know. 
or she fell into a thing, touched the wrong fucking crystal. That would have been fucking easy to do. Right. Touched the wrong fucking crystal. Oh, you touched the wrong crystal. Don't touch that one. Um, just the just the writing holes that because I remember being a kid and like there's never been like a cool name for the three villains. No, well, General Zod and these two other one sort the of mute and yeah. Ursa. Ursa had a name, and I think the the other guy's name is like Non or something. Yeah, you know the, the Indian bread. Yeah. And I think he's N O N. But yeah, they were fucking. They were cool, right? Um, could have done more with them. I feel like Donner would have. I would like to have seen what they did on Krypton. Like yeah, their their story. Would you get a little more of a backstory of Zod in Man of Steel, where he was trying to preserve the Kryptonian race. Yeah, yeah, He's a um, white nationalist. Right, little action. But at least you understand why he was doing it. Yeah, yeah. there's a good motive for that protagonist or the antagonist. But when I wrote down who here, plays, was, who plays Jarell in Man of Steel? Um, Russell Crowe. That's right. That's right. Um. So with Superman 2, there are a couple of points that I didn't – what really didn't work for me. I under, no, The first one is I understand uh, it's necessary for the overall story arc, but I never quite understood Clark's fascination with Lois Lane. Um, she's, she's cute. She's quite self-absorbed and was only interested in his alter ego Superman and what he could do as an alien from another planet that gets his powers from Earth's yellow sun. He becomes mortal, and now he can't do what he was sent to Earth to do, which is to protect it. <laughs> which, here's, okay, plot hole. They really make sure you understand you are forbidden to interfere, but you're there to protect it. Well, that's inner fucking fearing, dude. Yeah. Like, you can do all of this, but you, got, you have to stop short of what? And yeah. then if you interfere... What happens if you interfere? Who's you gonna... can protect it, but you can't interfere. But where are my boundaries for interfering? Yeah, your your very existence here and doing anything is interfering. You know, like butterfly effect, right? When right. he fucking drop kicks that football seventeen miles across the fucking plains, no one else would have done that. So what if it lands in a tree and kills like the last remaining Kansan Robin? <laughs> He's interfering. I mean, it's an infinite regression. You can get stupid with it, as I just have. But, like, wh- oh my what? What? God, is, he killed Robin. What is? <laughs> golly, gee. Okay. What? What is the cutoff? Yeah. And then, if he crosses that line, what happens? He's forbidden to interfere. What happens if I interfere? You're all fucking dead for thousands of years. What do you? You're not God. You're just yeah. You're mortals on another planet. Um, I'm God. Fuck you. I'll do what I want. Well, well, what I found interesting was is it was odd that you didn't. I think what was fun with the Donner cut is by purposefully watching that the day after, like I chose to do it. I'm like, at least we had a headache. We didn't, we were going to go out. We didn't go out. I'm like, I'm just going to watch the Donner cut. It's been so long. It's so much better tonally. It is. uh, Than Superman 2. If you can get past the test footage and the shit that they use, which I love that shit. Yeah. Because that's all they had. Yeah. But what, what I love is you understand Clark is playing selfish when he wants something for himself in the Donner Cut when he's talking with his dad before he chooses to lose his powers. You don't get any is of that dialogue in Jarell. Super- yeah. Okay. So when he's talking to Jarell, he under you understand his frustration and him actually being selfish and being a little bit kind of human 
Like he's not human, but you at least understand. Like I want something for myself. And like, why can't he? Why? why but they chose he? not to show any of that and cut all of that out for Superman two, and it just seems like odd. He, he goes on one like proper date with Lois to his place, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna give up all my cool shit so I can have sex." Yeah, for like, some pussy. Why? Why does he? Why does he have to give up his powers? Like again, what's what's the punishment? What? What is the consequence if he just said, no? Nah. Why not? It's bound to come up. It's impossible. Lois could never have Superman's baby. Do you think her fallopian tubes could handle the sperm? I guarantee he blows a load like a shotgun right through her back. What about her womb? Do you think it's strong enough to carry his child? Sure, why not? He's an alien, for Christ's sake. His Kryptonian biological makeup is enhanced by Earth's yellow sun. If Lois gets a tan, the kid could kick right through her stomach. Only someone like Wonder Woman has a strong enough uterus to carry his kid. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. He could wear a kryptonite. I mean, he wore that big lump of fucking kryptonite yeah. on his neck for a while underwater. You could put on a kryptonite condom. <laughs> That's probably my favorite thing. In, in like, that I whole fucking thing I is him looking at his watch. But, but Lex, my, my mother, mother lives in Hackensack. I do that. I, the watch thing. No one gets it when I do it, but like, but that's okay. Uh, you know, hey, we need to get this. Uh, we got to get this rock delivered to the job by Wednesday, and I'll look, shake my head. Um, Hackman is so perfect in this he's role. He's so good. He's like, oh, um, you don't really feel like he would have been made more evil. Was he in? He wasn't in Man of Steel, was he? Like no. Luthor? Oh no, he was not. Was he in any of them? He was in the Ralph version, the Superman. Yeah, Returns, yeah, 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 yeah. But. He so Kevin Spacey was good, Lex Luthor. Oh, he I take that back. Lex Luthor does show up played by Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, but that's like, in the But th- it's a part of that story. It's part yeah. of that arc, but yes. Um he eventually does show up, yes. Uh he would have been he would have been, I think, made more evil than charismatic nowadays. Correct. Um, greatest criminal mind of our time. He's so fun. In this, in the first one, also the best fucking villain layer ever. Oh, absolutely! Like a Times Square under not Times Square, but a uh, Park Avenue, a Park Avenue, two hundred feet, feet below. below. <laughs> but that just like, well, what if there was another Grand Central Station before this one, and they just built on top of it? And that's was their that was their thought process of, well, no, that's the coolest fucking. I'm like that's the coolest fucking layer ever. Ever. Everything they do in this movie has been kiped ad nausea since. Every Superman, every, I mean, they probably pulled a little bit of it from the 60s Batman because their their layers were always kind of cool and campy. But come on, if you're going to rip off something, rip off fucking Yeah. And they do. Every, every superhero movie worth its weight has given you a fucking origin story. They give you the fucking try to give you the cool villain there's always a cool fucking lair um hell this one did the fucking multiple villains thing and it did the almost like what marvel does with every fucking marvel movie there's a doppelganger yeah that you not doppelganger but a mirror match basically correct you're equal that you have to fight um but they do it three times here um they they could have i wish they would have done more with the villains yeah, this. I get it. Um, there were there were two other things that I specifically wrote down that didn't work for me for Superman two. What's that? Uh, how did they locate a car up at the Fortress of Solitude? 
Do what? How did they locate the car up at the Fortress of Solitude? How did they they head back down to whatever Joe Blow's diner somewhere in the north? But before that yeah. happens, like, how do they get down? He's just a regular man He's now. A dude, yeah. He flew her up. You ever watch? Uh, like, is there a Hertz just waiting for business there? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> that, I, I, I always think about, about that one now. I always thought about it when he's after, I think it's after that dude fucks him up. At the diner? Yeah, and he's like, I have to. I have to go back. Yeah, and then he's just walking. Yes. With just a jacket on. And I'm like, he's never felt pain. He's never felt cold. He's never felt hot. How he's, did that not kill him? He's never felt hungry. Exactly. <laughs> you ever, it, it now he's me. feeling everything at once because yeah. he didn't even eat before he had to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you, I know you're not a Trekker, but did you ever watch any Star Trek The Next Generation? A little bit here do and you, there. Do you ever watch any of the episodes with Q? He's basically a, an omniscient godlike being. I know who he is, but n- no, I don't believe There's so. an episode called Q-Who where he pisses off his continuum and they strip him of his powers and he's same thing, he's feeling everything. He's not really human, he just takes a human form. But he has form. to... And he goes, there's one scene where he's in the medical uh, uh, sick bay and he goes, ow! I think. <laughs> and <laughs> I think. They go, what? And he goes, I have this strange pain and what I guess is my stomach, and she scans him, and she goes, "You're hungry." <laughs> You're hungry, but it's, but it's like that would have it would have walking back to the Arctic would have killed him, and would have killed her. What is it when she when he flies her into space, when he flies her up in the air, when he flies her to the Arctic? How does she not freeze? How does she not get windburn? It like physics take like you can't fly aerodynamically just holding someone's hand shaped like two crucifixes. Right, it just doesn't work. That it doesn't way. fucking work. And I didn't set out to punch all kinds of holes in this. No, but, but like, yeah, no. does he does he enclose her in some sort of protective bubble? Why didn't Richard Lester write that made up fucking power? That when he t- like they're in the Arctic in dude, Wonder how- Woman's invisible plane. <laughs> yeah, why is she not cold? Right, I, I, like why? Just, yeah, why that, that part always has. It was just, oh, it was was just a, a nice. It was just a nice evening. Yeah, since it was sixty five. It's it, since I was a kid that always bothered me. Like, how is she not cold? You know, and then it's like, why is there a bed there? Like, like was was it ever there before? They just happened to show it now. Yeah, like this is where I. Like, slept does he need to I... sleep? I don't know. These are Seinfeldish questions about I, Superman. It is like, true. Like shit that they would have just hand waved back then. Like, don't. What, why are you? He can fly. Look at he can fly. Why are you worried about him eating a burger? <laughs> Eat the. The last thing that bothered me about what didn't work was the final confrontation at the Fortress of Solitude. I used to play this game at school. Never was any good at it. Why would Superman say this to Lois? He grew up on Earth. Yet he says this like he was a kid on Krypton. When he starts blinking himself around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With different versions. With all these strange things happening. Like throwing the giant S at Non and wraps him up. That That's all Lester. Oh, I know. You know? It's all stupid. Um, yeah. The power rays that they just shoot out of their hands. Let's combine our powers. Like, where did... Where did this come from? What is like, it? Yeah, what is it? What, did they do it? Did Richard Lester do that because... It's fucking weird on Revisit now. Yeah, did he do it because they just got bored of the repetition of them like... How are we going to get out of this? Heat vision, blowing your breath, or like just fighting? Did, yeah. did they just get bored with the, the core powers? Maybe. I mean, the whole point of Superman leaving the city to get them away from the city was to keep people from dying right you know that's superman like 
But I don't know. It's just it was a weird confrontation because when you watch the Donner cut, there's no confrontation outside of him tricking them into thinking he's going into the chamber to protect himself and he uses whatever's left. What was also interesting in the Donner cut is you realize that when he gets his powers back, when Uh he comes back and is like shouting at his dad, his dad, what's left of his father, Jor-El, what's left of him was in that one green crystal. And And that's where his powers come He gets his powers back from that crystal, but his father, in essence, sacrifices the rest of what was left because he's like, you're never going to see me again once I give you these powers back. And then he gets his powers back. Although it is weird. That would have had more weight. It did. It's amazing, right? To just, like, where did that, did that green crystal that she just got up off of, did it just fall out of her ass? Like, where was that all this time? Why was it just... I mean, they made sure you saw it. Yeah, well, that, that Hey, was, did you see this? It was almost a fucking arrow on it. Like, like right, important bing, bing, bing. Plot device, plot device, <laughs> plot device. This comes in later. It's important. Remember this. Remember. Just, and all it is is it got displaced. That's all it was. Otherwise, oh, okay. the place is tidy as fuck. He keeps, right? a, he keeps a clean... He does. ...fortress. Um, yeah, I, the, mostly anything that's a favorite line or scene is... Uh, Lex Luthor, and I can't remember the line, but it's the, um, <laughs> when I was a kid, my father said to me, get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, before that. Mocker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before get that. out, uh, land, what, land something about land, land. people are no damn good, but they will pay through the nose to get land, to get land. Um, anything Lex Luthor says is usually fucking, it's pretty good is meant, but mm-hmm. my favorite, my favorite scene is really just kind of at the end when he kind of, <laughs> he's fixed everything. Or I like to say, unfucked everything. <laughs> and then he kind of does his little patrol walk, which is in his Superman's version is him flying around the earth. And then he comes by and he kind of looks at camera and then the music fires up and he flies off. That is fucking stirring. Yeah. That is great. Always chills for me. Uh, and it, it, this movie oddly depressed me because it makes you feel like, golly gee, he's out there and we're okay. And it's like, oh yeah, I turned the movie off and I opened my phone. Oh, we're fucked. We <laughs> are fucked. Okay. Um... <laughs> I had two favorite lines, depending on the movie. The first movie was basically Perry White saying, Lois, Clark Kent maybe seemed like just a mild-mannered reporter. But listen, not only does he know how to treat his editor-in-chief with the proper respect, not only does he have a snappy, punchy prose style, but he is, in my 40 years in this business, the fastest typist I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, the, my favorite scene of like the original movie is just, Pretty much when Lex calls out Superman for the first time, uh-huh. that music, it's kind of haunting. Yeah. He drops himself down out of the building, flies out, and then his first full confrontation with Lex, and then getting the kryptonite stuck on him. Yeah. I love just that entire sequence. Is just If I'm going to watch anything for some reason, that's the scene I want to watch more than anything else from the first movie. Yeah, and uh, the intro to Lex is pretty good. When um, the cop is following Otis, <laughs> yeah, and he just shoves him out into the front of, in front of the train. Um, with Superman two, Lex's line uh, is probably my favorite delivery delivered line. It says, "Kill me, Lex Luthor, extinguish the greatest criminal flame of our age." <laughs> Uh, but as a kid, I was like, the favorite scene uh, is a tie in the second movie between Lois trying to get Clark to change into Superman by jumping into the rapids at Niagara Falls. Yeah. Um, and when Superman returns to the diner to humiliate the patron that kicked his ass earlier in the film. 
which that scene doesn't work at the end of the Donner cut because it's just like Superman showing up to be a dick. That's what he does. But the, at least you understand in Superman 2, there was that – like that happened. But with Superman 2, with, with Superman 2 the Donner cut, he turns back time, ah. which means it never happened. Ah. And then he shows up at the diner. And then it only happened. Turns the, into it, a colossal asshole. It only happened to him. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it, so, I mean that doesn't mean the guy didn't deserve it because he was a you piece and I of have, shit. You and I have talked about this for several years. Uh, he, there's no way to have that scene where he's not okay. Have the guy kick his ass. But like he goes to like buck up on the guy, and it's like, dude, you haven't even tested to see if you can do anything. Throw hands, yeah, right? Um, but when he goes back, he purposely lets that man, who is an asshole and deserves to have his ass kicked. But one of the core things about Superman is he doesn't kill people, he doesn't no. fucking hurt innocent people or whatever. And the guy's not innocent, but he's basically punching a brick wall, mm-hmm. and he's letting that guy that would have destroyed his hand. There's, his hand would be crippled for the rest of his life. And he doesn't actively hit him or anything, but he shoves him down the diner. Before he spins him on. Yeah. And then he, I mean, I know, I know he fucking Han Solo's it and pays for the damage yeah. to the restaurant, but he still tears that fucking place up. That Been <clears throat> working out. Working out. Uh, That's a good little joke. But it's yeah, great. Yeah. And it's, it's <laughs> I, do, I don't mind it if Superman hurts certain people. Right. Like, fucking, he should, would you just. And freaking fried the guy. Yeah. That's what I would have done. But, you know, they take all this time that he, he cares this much. And he should have just, if he's that Christ-like, he would have just turned the other cheek. Yeah. Like, fuck that guy. See you later. You know. Or done a little, done a little, I don't know, something. But. Would you care to step outside? Yeah. Um, It was funny because I was, I was watching the first film again. And I always, like, number one, watching, like, the last act. Growing up as a kid in in California and you're around enough earthquakes that when that shit happens, it freaks you out watching that when you're a kid. Like, what if this happened? Like, this bad. Like, that kind of shit. Always weirded me out when I was younger. I've gotten past it now. For the most part. Uh, (laughs) That That was a pretty gruesome death. Uh, oh, watching Lois! Her, her oh my God! I'm surprised kid. I didn't pick it for like death scenes, like I, memorable ones. Same. Like now, is it, it they? Is. They almost like make it. That death. is unsettling. Yeah, they almost make it death porn. Like mm-hmm. they don't just kill her. Like they, like she suffocates to she death. She is. Uh, she's she's going to die, and she's going to suffer. Yeah, and you're going to watch it. You're going to watch most of it. Yeah, you're going to almost. And then Superman's going to show up at the end and go. And that when he gets angry and he just flies out, and that's, just, pretty, like, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> But I was just I was thinking about what 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 is it that he's really doing? Is he literally spinning the world backwards because that's what they show? Yeah. Or is he going back in time? I, and that's what it is. Uh, because Jeff, what is he doing? Yeah. I'm sure you know. Because I wrote down I'll bet here he's going back in time. He's going back in time. And but he goes, when it looks like he goes back a little too far because yeah. then he starts turning it back yeah, around. It's like he goes back a few days beforehand or something. That probably makes sense. That, yes, but when you're a kid and you're always thinking like he's just turning the world backwards and it goes when it goes backwards it's, you go back in time. It's I'm like, like yeah, that's, who, who 
who thought that? What yeah. drug were they on? Well, I typed it up and I was just like, what would really happen if Superman spun the Earth's rotation in the opposite direction? Oh, the destruction would be fucking palpable. Well, don't worry. I have an AI answer for you. Oh, God. <laughs> Quora's AI bot writing helpful answers. If Superman were to spin the Earth's rotation in the opposite direction, it would have a catastrophic effect on the planet. The sudden change in rotation would cause massive earthquakes, tsunamis, and other natural disasters. The atmosphere would also be affected, leading to strong winds and storms. Additionally, the change in rotation would disrupt the balance of the Earth's climate and weather patterns, leading to further problems. The loss of life and damage to infrastructure would be immense. It's important to remember that Superman is a fictional character, and his abilities are not rooted in reality. <laughs> Thanks, AI. <laughs> I, would, I would very much... It's not my magic wand. My magic wand's kind of boring, but I would very much like to have seen uh, what you saw the other day uh, in Jersey. I'd like to have seen him fight Brainiac when you reading that AI shit reminded me of it. <laughs> There was what? a fair amount of AI stuff in in his one of his drafts too. It was interesting. Really? Yeah. Oh, he like he fights AI. He didn't. Yeah. Well, he didn't fight AI specifically, but I think Brainiac is so kind you and, of AI. To you a and degree. you and friend of the show Falcon went to Kevin Smith's. He did a Superman Lives table reading at his theater in New Jersey. And if anybody doesn't know, there was going to be a uh, Superman Lives movie done in the mid, like mid late nineties. Mid to late nineties. The the draft that he that he read that they read was from not early ninety seven. Okay, and Nicolas Cage was going to be Superman, and you may have seen that weird photo of him dressed like Superman, where he looks like he's high. Yeah, uh, it's just a bad photo because there's a great documentary called Superman Lives. What happened? That talk that tells the whole story, right? Of how this came to be. Who did so? They did a whole read through of the script. They did a whole read through of the script. Who played who? Um, he had his daughter there, Harley Quinn. She read for Lois Lane. His soon-to-be son-in-law did Clark Kent Superman. Um, oh, I can't remember her name. Siobhan. What uh, you remember? Do you remember Men in Black? Uh huh. Um, the first one, uh, the wife of Edgar. Oh yeah, the Edgar, from, your skin's falling off your yeah, bones. She she actually ended up. Um, what did she play in Seinfeld? Uh, she was uh, Elaine's roommate for a couple episodes. Oh, that's right. Such a good improv. Class. I've seen her in a lot of shit. Yeah, I just, she's a character actor. Yeah, she came and she read for Lex Luthor. Oh, uh, sweet! It was great. And then he had a couple of guys that used to run, or one still runs the comic book shop, like Ming and Steve uh, Zbakis or whatever his uh, name is. They read several Steve, parts. Steve Dave? <laughs> yeah, one of them. Um, and then the guy who runs the theater um, did Brainiac. He'd done a lot of acting. What was, the, what was the plot of the movie? The plot of the movie, they had a bit of the origin story, like you have every other time. Yeah. But what it is is Brainiac comes through because he's a part of Krypton. He was an mm. AI device in Krypton. And I think That's that was right. and he was more prevalent, I believe, in the cartoons, like the more recent not more recent, but the ones was that it, wasn't Brainiac in Zod's ship or whatever in Man of Steel? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not sure. I can't remember. I derailed that. Go ahead. Well, that's okay. Uh, what happens is he comes to Earth and they create like uh, um Brainiac shows up after Superman's been on Earth for a while. Right. He shows up because he uh, gets a signal from Lex Luthor about trying to, you know, any intelligent beings out there, please come. 
So he teams up with Lex Luthor and they create Doomsday, which kills Superman. And then they create a device that goes out before Doomsday is actually created that blocks out the sun, uh, which basically weakens, weakens Superman right. to where he dies. And so there was a um, an AI that was basically the ship that brought Superman to Earth called the Eradicator. Uh, who the hell are you? And that is what was powered – that's what ended up powering him in a specialized suit that had no cape. Uh, Remember the whole thing? I don't want him to wear a cape. I don't want to see that S. Yeah. I don't want and to I see want him fight fly. A, and I want him to see – Fight a giant spider. Spider. And he's, he, in his script, he had – and I can't remember what he called it, but he didn't want to call it a spider. And so he had some other name for the beast Two in the script. Later, I see Wild Wild West. <laughs> yeah. What does he fight? Giant spider. There's a great 15 to 20 minute telling oh, yeah. that story of an him from like an, an evening with, with Kevin Smith. Smith. So and him with John Peters laying on the couch. All right, go. <laughs> he has his hands up with, with the yeah. big frame. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. Uh, how much it involved um, artificial intelligence with the Eradicator. The Eradicator. The protector of Kal-El. That was sent by Jarrell to bring him to Earth. And so that thing still exists. And so that's what brought Superman back to life. But he had to use the suit. And so he used the suit until he could get the sun again. Just don't know if Nicolas Cage would have been a good Superman. No, I don't think so either. But it I, would have been, I, I would watch it. I would. Because I, I paid money to hear it read. I would watch it once. I but don't, I don't know how good that movie would have been. But there was some quite some. There was, it was very comic booky. Well, and well, and sure. that yeah, and at that time, if people don't understand that when they're listening to this, how big Kevin Smith was, was in the mid '90s after he did Clerks and Mallrats, and they knew he was a big comic book guy. He was like he was the hot shit writer director, and mm -hmm. they said let's get him to write a Superman script. He knows, and I and think he it, knew it. I think and the he story, definitely knew it. The story would have fucking been good and different, um, and I'm bummed it didn't happen. And I don't purposely like to subvert superhero movies right but they're all so fucking formulaic that i i like the weird ones better mm -hmm. this um, one would have been fucking weird yeah um but i even even that fact about me i still nicholas cage is just too much <laughs> yeah and in 90 at the his end fucking of kid, his name is kal-el yeah he named his kid after Superman. In 96, he won for his performance in Leaving Las Vegas. So he, at that time, he was an Oscar winner. And so he was high up on the trajectory of yeah. not crazy ass, I'm put me in anything and I'll, you know, I'll make anything. He yeah, still is. And so, yeah. Well, he still is now, but he was much bigger then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it would have been weird. Oh, yeah. And it was funny just like he... It would have been like that. I picture it looking like that '90s Superman, that that early mid '90s when he had like the mullet almost. Like that's that's that that tone is how I. And yeah. then dark because I saw some. There were some um, <clears throat> concept art uh, pictures of it from that documentary about Superman Lives, mm -hmm. uh, and it 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 would have been real icky looking yeah. i would i def i would i fucking 
that's not my magic wand, but I wish that could have happened. And the weird like connection with everything else with Kevin Smith and Big Spider and Nick Cage and Superman is that in the Flash there is a there's a split in different realities uh-huh. like there's seen, alternate realities I've seen the scene of Yeah, he there's a he's starting to see other worlds starting to collide and one is where Superman is portrayed by someone who looks an awful lot like Nicolas Cage. I can't wait to see and that. And he fucking fights a spider, a giant fucking <laughs> spider. And so that's I was great. just like, that's that's pretty good. That's a good nod to the different universes that yeah. this world, this Earth would have had this Superman. And at one point, he fought a giant spider. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a magic wand? Or um, I did not recast Mine, this. I didn't. I chose not to recast this is, either. Uh, this is probably the most piss poor notes, notes I've ever taken, but I, I, I just watched it recently. So I've, I feel very comfortable it's, talking it's, about it's it. It's okay. Yeah. I, it's, I didn't, I didn't recast because Jesus, man, no, everybody and their fucking brother has played. I couldn't recast. And, he is Superman, dude. I don't care. Like, yeah, Batman, else? Is, Batman is is more subject to change. But anytime anybody tries to play Superman, you just that's why there's two fucking posters of yeah. him in here. It's, it's that's fucking Superman. Yeah. Like that, just ain't nobody else can do it. Right? Because he 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 set the standard so high. So I didn't recast it. But my magic wand, I'll just say mine real quick. Sure. Is I wish they would have just let Donner do what he was going to do, and you would have gotten. A trilogy, like a proper fucking story out of those two movies. You probably could have done three movies out of it. Yeah. Which I would like to have seen and then make Superman 3, Superman 4, and then don't do anything else. That's what I would like to have seen is like the what the what was the story they wanted to tell? Yeah. Because they talked about how Donner was going to do the first couple and then the uh, the guy that they brought, the story consultant, the Tom Mankiewicz, who is Herman J. Mankiewicz's son – who he was one of the screenwriters on Citizen Kane. Ah. So Mankiewicz um, was going to helm like three and four or something along those lines. Like they kind of had plot points of where we could go with this. And then once the Salkinds went, yeah, you're out of here, Donner. We're going to take this where we want to. And then they just got. Who did part four? I don't remember who directed part four. They got Hackman back. Yeah. Oh, they probably paid him a healthy amount of money. Man, that movie is bad. I'd like to they see should have, they should have had Rex Roofer in my opinion. But, you know. He was a great. That's why Superman <laughs> three is so good, man. Richard Lester, I don't, I don't like that role. That movie was specifically made for Lex Luthor, and they didn't have him for it. But I'm glad. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we talked about. Feel free talked, to go yeah, back and listen to nausea, our, man. about Superman three. It is my favorite because again, it's it's, um, like I said, it's just he's not saving the fucking planet every yeah. day. But um, that that's my magic wand. I just I I want to fly around the earth several hundred times and go back to nineteen seventy seven and see what they would have fucking let fucking blast us all kinds of space and Yeah. Have uh, someone else do this. Yeah, and see what they wanted to tell. Um my magic wand for the first movies, I'm not really complaining here, but if I had if I had my way, I would go in and drastically cut down the scenes between Lois and Superman leading up to the article I spent the night with Superman. I feel it just goes on way too long. And I skipped it, and it's like 13, 12, 13 minutes between where he shows up, and then they talk, and then they go up and fly. It is. And she's falling in love, and he's falling in love with her. And while I understand for the Superman Lois thing, it's not bad. I just – I skipped that 
whole fucking chapter when I watched <laughs> it. I was just done with it with in that regards. It's 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 odd. To, it was odd to watch because they do they tell the story. Can you read my mind. They that yeah they shit. tell the they tell the story in bigger chunks with these two movies than they they do than they would now, and it's almost just like. They're really long scenes. That and it's 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 almost just like so that's it's kind of like Bruce Campbell in uh, Army of Darkness. So like so that's that then that's established now. <laughs> right. Moving on. Now they're in love. It's like <laughs> wait what? He's into it a little bit. Like they had dinner at this fortress, and she goes to pee or something, and he she he comes makes back this. and overhears him like basically saying like I want to fuck her. What do I have to do? <laughs> uh, they have their souffle, and then he wants to get laid. I gotta get. I gotta, mm, I gotta pay up. That's a ooh, that is a hefty check. She's all I ever wanted, dude. She's a mouthy smoker, like you said, self-absorbed. Anyway, she may be a great reporter, but that maybe she's great and dead. I don't know. Like, I, listen, it looked man, like a waterbed almost. You it know, did that look satiny like a waterbed, and it's like, dude, you, you gotta test drive it before you pay the price. <laughs> like, um. Just pull out. <laughs> just a little foreplay. It's all. Yeah. You know, just, just a report. tip. <laughs> oh, it's just a tip, Lois. Uh, I feel it in my back. <laughs> I mean, with, with Superman 2, I said, I, found, I kind of feel like we got our magic wand with Superman 2 with the Donner cut. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. honestly, I don't know if I can go back and watch Superman 2 again and only watch the Donner cut moving forward. Um, but I think what bothered me more is they, they had to take what they originally wanted to do for the ending of the second film and they moved it to the first one Uh, and it felt like a bit of a cheat by going, well, this is what we were going to do with the second one. So let's just put it in the end of the second one. Now, even though we use it for the first, I guess it was a different time. Yeah. You could have left the, the first one. On, like, a more ambiguous ending? Mm-hmm. Well, and it was supposed to, like... Like, 2 was supposed to initially end with, like, Zod and them being released. And then it was Superman's returning oh. for the second movie. That's kind of how they initially uh, were going to do it. Okay. Um, But, yeah, that's... My, my wish for 2, we kind of already got. So, the only thing I don't really like is... They had to recycle the ending from one, yeah. but that was their original plan was to use that for two. And I would have loved to see what would they have come up with? How were they going to end two? Yeah. Um, Still hold up? Final thoughts? You don't want to need a little bit of trivia? Oh, yeah. Fuck, I forgot about it's that. It's all right. I don't have too much here. Just a little bit here okay. and there. Super trivia. Um, first thing regarding Richard Donner and why he was removed. In order to make the Superman release date, Donner and company had to stop filming Superman 2. And before it was finished, and when the time, uh, Superman 2 before it was finished, and when the time came to resume filming the sequel, which Donner had effectively shot 75% of that movie already. Jesus. Tensions between Donner and the producers. Um, resulted in the director being replaced by Richard Lester. Richard Lester didn't have any part of the original movie, did he? Nope. Okay. He did not. But he's got his fingerprints all over two and three. Sure does. <laughs> didn't even wash his hands first. 
okay, we talked about how these were shot sequentially, not back to back, which means much more detail oriented when doing all that shit. Um, to obtain the muscular uh, musculature to convincingly play Superman, Christopher Reeve underwent a bodybuilding regime supervised by. Schwarzenegger. David Prowse. Ah, Darth Vader. Yeah. Nice. But you can kind of see that, can't you? When there's like... Well, when you if you know who David Prowse is, yeah, if you see if you him... Know, if, you, if you know the visuals of what David Prowse looks like as Darth Vader and then seeing the yeah. stature of Superman, there's a similarity. It's, it's, it's that old kind of Jack LaLanne body type. Right. That old... I mean, George Reeves was a doughy fella. The, the original Superman. Yeah. Uh, sure was. But that sort of... Puff up your chest, suck yeah. in your stomach, ribs, real real arm strength. Yeah. Looky. Working out. Working out. Uh, Clark Kent and Superman's hair in this movie are parted on the opposite sides. Did you ever notice that? I just, I, I probably did, but I actively noticed it. I never noticed that for this some time. reason. I was like, oh, it's, uh, oh okay. shit. There's a, little bit, there's a little bit more yeah. to his disguise. Okay. I mean, there's a difference. You see the difference between when he's playing Clark and when he's playing Superman. And they're very, it's very different, but it's. Jeff actually pointed something out to me when we were watching uh, Superman a while back. Like when he's in Lois's apartment and he's about to tell her that he's Superman yeah. for the first time, and he like he's yeah he stands straight up because it's like and he does the takes the glasses off and it's like that you're like that's holy shit it's Superman yeah it's, <laughs> like the transformation is it's, subtle but it's really good it's really good um, okay Brando was paid a reported three point seven million dollars excuse me for two weeks of work on the movie plus a percentage so he made about fourteen million dollars off of that movie. For two weeks worth of work. Care to know how much Christopher Reeve was paid One for million. both movies? One million. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow. <laughs> two million is what um Gene Hackman got. God damn. That's just upside down. Yeah. Right? Uh the I fi- don't Brando doesn't do it for me. He doesn't carry he he actually pulls me out of it. Who? Brando. Uh, I get I get past it now, but yeah, I, I can totally well, see I get that. past it now because it's just the way it's always been. But it's like, he's not necessary. It doesn't... I'm not watching this to see your sociopolitical... They, they needed big names to bring in the adults to come and see this movie. And Superman, that was, Superman wasn't big enough a name for you? I don't know. It's, just, it's weird thinking abstractly in the 70s of that concept that I wasn't know. a thing it's like how many kids have posters i want i want a Jorel poster on my wall yeah watching watching these two movies especially the first one watching um the first one now and i took a picture and i sent it to like james a friend of the show james and said how is it that this movie was not nominated for best cinematography sure for for the academy awards and like like he's like Superhero movies didn't get that type of recognition back then, and it's, it's true. true. Also, uh, production and set design, like that shit that they just created for the Fortress of Solitude and what Krypton was and yeah. all that shit. He's like Donner was pissed when he found out how like two of the people that he worked with for that movie and why they didn't get any sort of recognition for that movie. There are shots in Superman specifically when they're in Kansas and you're looking at the cinematography of how blue the sky oh, is. Oh, it's gorgeous. And like it's the, what Kansas really looks yeah, like. And it's just <laughs> it made it, it look was good. Just, it made it look amazing. Yeah. And it still held up so well. It does visually for sure. Yeah. The film was planned in three years shot in two and at the height of filming 
over 1,000 full-time crew uh, on 11 units were spread over three studios in eight countries. Jesus. Over 1 million feet of film was used, and it had the highest production budget of any film at that time. In its initial run, the film topped the box office charts for 13 consecutive weeks. It's also weird to realize that Superman was released in December of 78. It was not a summer movie, even once they kind of started to realize that summer's where our dollars are at. That's crazy, because Jaws and Star Wars had come out. Correct. Weird, right? Yeah. Because this was the biggest movie. Well, Christmas time, I mean, I guess. This was the biggest movie in 79, because... All of its money was made in 79, oh, shit. even though it was released at the end of 78. Huh. Uh, the film grossed over just over $300 million worldwide in 1979. Adjusted for inflation, this movie would have made $1.4 billion in 2023. Jesus. Uh, and then Superman 2, Puzo received screenplay and story credit for both films, and Puzo's salary for his work on Superman and its sequel was reportedly... Five, excuse me, six hundred thousand dollars. However, his original scripts were reportedly heavily rewritten by others. <laughs> so, just like with his Godfather scripts, his writing often had to be heavily edited. <laughs> Approximately thirty percent of Lester's Superman two is in uh, Richard Donner's footage. Um, in numerous scenes, the theatrical Superman two interweaves footage filmed years apart much of this interweaving was necessitated by gene hackman's refusal to return to the film to do any other reshoots with richard lester that sucks but at the same time i admire him for doing that yeah i love gene hackman yeah christopher reeve felt that superman 2 was the best film in the franchise and i wonder what he would have thought if he had been alive and had actually seen donner's cut in 2003 or four, when they finally put it together, if he yeah. had been alive, that would have been crazy. Okay. So still hold up and final thoughts. Um, for me, Superman absolutely holds up personally. Um, I think it's a cinematic feat. Unlike what anyone else could have done at that time. I think that Richard Donner was the glue that held the film together. And it's what sorely is missing in Superman two which feels unbalanced upon rewatch. Mm-hmm. Superman 2 only holds up for its nostalgia for me. As a whole, it's relatively inferior to the first film, but damn it if I don't love it. I didn't love it as a young boy. Um, and so it still kind of holds a special place in my heart. But watching it as an adult, I'm like, nah, I'll take the Donner cut from now on. Sure. I don't know if I'll go back to watching the theatrical 2 again. Uh, yeah, for sure. It definitely still holds up. Um, I, 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 like I said, I didn't mean to punch and bunch of holes in it or anything yeah, really, but it's, it's just, just, it's just what I noticed. Um, you watch movies long enough and you just start thinking about it and you're like, oh, I feel, I feel the same, like these, what could have been with the second one, like with the, the weight of having the, the three equals to him, um, you need these two to exist for Superman three to be my favorite because they're so different. Um, yeah, right there. I was looking at your poster on the ceiling when I tilted back, I was trying to figure out what I was looking at. It's a quilt. Was, no, um, a quilt. Sorry. Those were, my, Didn't mean those were some of my t-shirts from high school. My <laughs> nice. mom made that for me. I use it as a base trap. Um, it's, de- it definitely has its, its issues. And we've talked about those, I think enough today, 
that said, there were several times that I teared up watching this movie just for, for several different, several different reasons. Like just what happened to Christopher Reeve in real life is just fucking awful. Right. Um, cause he was a great human being. Man. He was. And the real fucking hero in his life was his wife. Yeah. Um, and she died not long after he did. Did, I think. did she? I, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't mean to bring everybody down, Thanks. but yeah, absolutely still holds up, man. It's, it's, uh, well, like I said, there's, there's, you can't, for whatever faults you may have with it, 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 it you can't top it. They, no. They've tried every time they try it. Like I've, I wanted so badly to like Superman returns and it's not terrible. No, but the, it's still not the disservice they did to that guy was like, okay, um, you need to pretend to be Christopher Reeve. And yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, to a fault. Yeah. And it typecast him, unfortunately, yeah, kind of too. Yeah. Poor guy. Uh, I mean, Christopher Reeve was pretty fucking typecast. Yeah, he after. was. Um, and he didn't make enough money to live the rest of his life like Brando did. Right. So, yeah, uh, it's not one I get back to on the regular. I'll, I'll be honest. If I'm if I'm watching a Superman movie, it's Superman three. It's the one I because it's you don't have to. It doesn't require as much emotional investment. I get it. Yeah. These these two are like. Like you said, like an old friend, and it's um, it's just it's a little more weight to him. Yeah, for for lots of reasons, and that's I think what makes a a good a good movie. Um, now, if you want to talk about a movie that I've seen as many times as Ferris Bueller, ad nauseum. Jamie watched Batman with me, uh-huh. uh, and I'm doing every fucking line. How long before she walked? She didn't. She we'd had just we'd had a couple of drinks, so she was feeling good, uh, and she was like, "How many times have you seen this?" And I was like, "Easily, mm, hundred, probably hundred, a lot." Yeah. So that said, let's get to a trailer. Yes. The real story, the love story, a woman in danger, a hero in black, the adventure you've been waiting for. Where did you get those wonderful toys? What are you? I'm Batman. Ready PG-13, now playing at a theater near you. So, you're playing at a theater near you. You're five years older than me? I sure am. Still am. So, <laughs> I asked, I checked. <laughs> uh, so, you would have been 14 when you saw this. I was nine, because I know goddamn well you saw it the summer. I saw it. Like I was still 13. I know. But yeah, oh yeah, my God, dude, I can't imagine, like, I don't think that people understand how insane the ad, like, campaign was for Batman. I was trying to think, um, I have it, what I wrote down here was, I, it was, I remember it being the first movie I, quote, had to see, but... He, That's kind of what how I felt. He man to I would, a degree as a as a more like not mature child, but older than I was when I, the He Man movie came out. Right. The, car, the cartoon, like I had to see that. I had to see Santa Claus the movie because I was you know. But like, I had to see this for a different reason, and I don't remember really having any sense of Batman before. I remember seeing the '60s TV show once or twice when I was a kid. And I remember Super Friends. 
Yeah, the sense of Batman that I had initially, like I knew he was a comic book superhero. Sure. I was probably more familiar at that time with watching old like weekday afternoons after school Batman Adam West stuff quite a bit. This is what got me into the Adam West yeah. Batman because they there was a syndicated not Fox but there was another small TV station back home mm-hmm. and they ran they they got the rights or whatever and started running the old Adam West show because of this. Yeah. That um, makes sense. And that's how I started watching that. But it was after this came out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was because of Beetlejuice uh, or, or what, but I just remember, like, I had to see this fucking movie. I was, I was dragging my parents to take me. I know that much. I remember just seeing every single thing in... Like, if there was a way for a shop in the mall... To be able to capitalize on Batman, you were going to see it, them trying to sell something that had the Batman they emblem. They put that shit on everything. everything. I had a cheap fucking water bottle that had the Bat logo on it. I had If it had Batman. Oh, there's a fucking Batwing right behind you right now. Now, I've painted it pink because uh, I thought that was funny. <laughs> and I think, I don't know who's in there. There's a Batman. It was like, it was, right. that's... Not the official movie Batwing. Well, of course it isn't because it's pink. <laughs> well, but the wings come off of it and it turns into like a three-wheeled thing. Oh, does it? But that's the that's the Batwing. I kept that. I love that thing. Um, <laughs> I all Lisa came in and watched half of this with me. The last half. Um, I, th- I started it before either she got home. I started it early. Before she got home from work or something. Because I said, hey, you want to watch Batman with me later? And she's like, which one? <laughs> like, um, it's the Michael Keaton one. Yeah, okay, I will. Like, when I was... One of when the I put on, good ones. When I put on Superman... <laughs> when I put on Superman, like, I think I made a post about it a few weeks ago. And it was like, how do you get your wife to leave the room <laughs> at, uh, faster than a speeding <laughs> bullet? By putting on Superman and then also streaming, like, a baseball game at the same time. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> And it was true, man. She was just like, all right, I'm going to be in the other room watching something else because I'm not watching Superman with you. You mentioned it earlier, but they don't fuck about with this. They get right, right to, to it. He's in the first fucking scene. And yeah, I, I don't know if it's a reaction to how long it takes Superman to show up in the first one. It may have been because I have a feeling like they're like, we got to get to him quickly. He already has to be like, he's there. Like, yeah. this is not... We're not going to dive huge into an origin story, which was also nice because I like it. you get a flashback. They parse it out yeah. enough. I think it's done correctly. And here. well, and they also nod to this is possibly the same way that Bruce lost his parents with the way they do oh, the opening yeah, because yeah. they're leaving wherever movie theater or something. Uh, they're trying Limelight, to get a cab. Limelight theater. And they're trying to get a cab. They couldn't find a cab. So, yeah, let's just go down this dark alleyway. <laughs> crime okay alley. yeah exactly i'm not i'm not come the, on dad <laughs> i'm not a, i'm not a big like comic book fan in general but i've listened there's a really great podcast uh called uh best movies never made mm-hmm. and last year when the batman came out they did a whole series of episodes oh. on unmade batman unmade movies. batman okay that'd be interesting it's it's really good if you guys we have no affiliation with them but uh 
check that out. It's it's really good because a lot of the shit that didn't make it, some of it still got into this and things morphed and yada yada, and um. In the comic books, a guy named Joe Chill is the one who kills Bruce's parents, and people were fucking livid because it was Jack Napier, and it was who fucking yeah, cares? Yeah, yeah. he's not. I, I didn't care at the time when I saw it, and I wasn't a comic it's, book. It's guy fine that they because in, in the comics, the the Joker just appears. This and, is what got me into comics. This movie, a little here, bit, yeah. What little, me, what little I'm into comics. This did it. Yeah. This yeah. one got me to start collecting Batman. Then I realized that they transferred Batman's story over like three or four different like like detective comics and then also Batman and then also Shadow of the Bat and then also this. And uh. I'm like, I have to buy six of these issues like a month to yeah. get the story. No. Okay. That's Maybe why not. I don't. That's what then I, that's, when I started le- that's when I started leaning more into trade paperbacks once they would have a full published storyline, story arc. That's where I really started to dig into that. And you talked about Batman being on every fucking thing that oh. year. There, my dad uh, was a firefighter. So every three days he did a 24-hour shift. And there was some just traveling salesman that came through our town. I don't exactly know. But my dad came home. And he said, I got something for you. He's like, one you can have and one you have to use. And I was like, what? And he had this great, we still have, my parents still have it, this great big illustrated encyclopedic dictionary. It was about three, four inches thick. It's just a really good resource book. Right. Not, I mean, it didn't cover the whole length and breadth of human knowledge, but it had yeah. quite a bit of shit in there. Big fucking resource. That was the subtitle of the book. Quite a bit of shit in here. That's the one. He's like, that's the one you got to use. And he's like, then I got you this too. And it was this fucking badass leather bound Frank, the complete Frank Miller Batman. Oh, that's the one you showed me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it's dark. Well, and here's the thing. (laughs) Batman, even in the comics, was not specifically dark until Frank Miller took helm of kind of rewriting his origin story so in the in this in this graphic if you haven't read it it's they do it does year one which they pulled a lot from to do the batman Mm -hmm. uh and then it's uh, a one-off issue called santa claus wanted dead or alive it's like a mid-80s just really bitching right comic and then it's uh the dark knight returns or uh yeah the uh yeah it's called the dark knight returns and he's where he's he's retired older yeah yeah he's been gone for at least 10 years yeah, maybe longer yeah. and then yeah. he yeah uh and the joker is in uh an asylum and they let him out and he immediately goes back to joker and uh cuz you know and i think batman he's healed batman, batman sh- kill, yeah he batman shoots kills him. him yeah shoots him in the eye i couldn't remember yeah. if batman he shot takes him. him out i can't remember if he shoots him or not but i know he kills him yeah he shoots him right in the eye okay uh and um shit was i gonna say uh they borrowed a lot of that and that tone for the burton yeah man like the cordo cordo maltese shit is straight out of that Mm -hmm. Um, i think cordo maltese is a it might have been a dc thing because yeah i think it was they talk about it in superman red sun which is a great that's a interesting twist yeah it's a fun twist (laughs) if superman landed landed in in uh, mother russia instead yeah Yeah. Um, it's good though and i think what happened was the watchman happened and then they were like, oh, that's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. That's really a fun way to do a comic book. I think we can do it with Batman. Maybe I'm wrong, but they did it with Batman and it's fucking, 
because it shows more. It shows them as more like not as people, but it shows them more as people more flawed because Superman is a fucking agent of the the government. Yeah, and like he yeah that played really well. Does big blue Boy Scout shit. Uh huh. He doesn't want. They don't want Batman back because he's a little renegade. And I don't mean to talk about this book. Oh, but they, let's, send him, they, let's send him in there. To, uh, but then Zack Snyder didn't say stole, but he borrowed some of that shit for the Batman versus Superman thing because there's a whole fight between them at the end yeah. of that. Book. And he and, has a suit. And it's fucking great. Yeah. Because he kicks the fuck out of Superman. <laughs> I fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't call each other Batman or Superman. They call each other by their names. Yeah. And I think it's so fucking Bruce fun. and Clark. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Um with the green arrows in it. Mm-hmm. Um, One-armed. Yep. Yeah. Because they cut off his shooting arm. Yep. Uh, it's fucking, it's so good. And there's an animated, there's a great, I think I talked about it. Yeah, animated the animated movies. series is really good. And it's good. fucking, no, not the animated, the animated oh, series is oh, really good. Oh, the series, I was but talking about animated. the animated two-part. Yeah, The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Yeah, you should definitely watch that. That one's really good. It's really fucking good. Um, and all that shit you can find on Max, HBO Max. Yep. Almost all of it. Yep. Um, Which is nice yeah. if you have it. I tried to watch um, the Killing Joke. It's too. I've I've read the Killing Joke. I have not watched. It's the too. Anna, it's too it. cutesy. Is it? Yeah. I I think Jeff told me to get. The past. only benefit of that one is that with the Killing Joke, you find out what happens to Barbara Gordon. Like that's how she ended up in the wheelchair. Mm. It's because she gets shot and yeah. it severs her spine or whatever. Anyway, that's enough about that. But anyway, they, they pulled a, they pulled a lot of that darkness from Frank Miller into it. Yeah, into the not a lot of it, but a, a good a good bunch of it. It took until the end of the 1980s for them to finally realize that we need to show a darker Batman because apparently, um, like when I was listening recently to the commentary track on the Donner cut, Mankiewicz had written a couple of drafts of Batman and they're just like this shit is too dark (laughs) I'm like this is what they're publishing now in like the comics like by the mid 80s you had Frank Miller was starting to do stuff and so he was starting to shift back into that darker tone Yeah, but mid 80s was just not ready for a dark yeah, dark vigilante Batman and I don't think the late 80s was either which is why they got someone who is dark but also funny yes i think that's where they found the balance yeah and i had no sense of this but like michael keaton got like death threats and there were people up in arms that he was fucking nerds everyone hated it until they saw the first picture of him standing in front of the batmobile and i'm like "Mm, that's a great what i forgot how phallic that batmobile (laughs) is get in the car which one it's like the one that looks like a giant cock cockmobile but man, I had a I had a badass fucking poster of that Batmobile for Christmas that year. Everything Batman that year. I had the one one of my it favorite eighty nine. Everything was Batman. One of my year. favorite Batman figures uh, was the one. Um, I actually cut it up and turned it into this Casey Jones over here now. But it was the Bruce Wayne had on like it was a Bruce Wayne figure. But then like you could put the bat shit on him, like mm-hmm. the boots, the gloves, the cape and cowl, and the little chest plate. But then you took it all off and he had on like sportswear that he didn't have on in the movie. But it was a full on Michael Keaton fucking. That's pretty cool. Face. Yeah, it was cool. And I fucking played with the, I played with that thing, so I fucking tore it up. Watching this movie now, I forgot how much I just love the overall look and aesthetic of this film. Like, we talked about the differences of how not grand in scale 
Batman Returns felt because they actually didn't shoot it in Pinewood Studios. Uh-huh. But they shot this one in Pinewood Studios and how huge those those studios are. Like See, this city felt- just looks so massive. It was a character unto its own. When they shoot in, in the daylight, yes. When it's at like the night in the in the car chases, it always felt a little small. Claustrophobic kind of? Yeah. 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 That's, that's true. what doesn't work. But at daytime, daytime, absolutely. It's, it's just fucking huge. And it's just the elaborate sets, the art direction, and even the costume design, because they chose to keep the wardrobe looking kind of classic noir. I think that's what's helped this movie age well. Yeah. Like they tried to do that with Superman, but the end of the 70s was like, we're trying to move past that yeah and we don't all wear hats anymore but in 89 (laughs) batman this is like a different universe and we still wear fedoras and overcoats and three-piece suits by armani and this that and the other yeah and it works um and i just love how gotham city was kind of in itself the third character of this movie like you it felt like that that's that's fair um i love that the city is just rampant with crime. <laughs> and, and no one cares. No one cares. Uh, and meanwhile, you cut to Bruce Wayne's house and he has a full on fucking casino. <laughs> right? Gambling I, and open gambling at this party. It's like. Oh, it's it, for a benefit. You know that's what it was for. Well, sure. <laughs> but still. <laughs> um, I even love, like, when you first see Batman, it's like an animated cell on top of a building. Yeah. Like. I always looked animated to me when it I was always looked animated to me. It still does now. I always just look at that and go, how did he actually see what was going on if he was up that high? (laughs) That's where the logical part of me goes, wait a minute. They still, I think they paid the smallest amount of homage to the 60s Batman with some of the camera angles Mm -hmm. just being slightly askew. And it was, most of the time it was dark, but when it was colorful, when it goes colorful, it's Darkly colorful. Yes. And I think it's just a little tip of the hat to the 60s Batman. Just enough to be like, we know, but we're not. Yeah, we know, but this this is not it. This Dennis Miller had a great joke uh, in a stand-up special he did in the late 90s. He said, I saw Adam West recently whining that he wasn't offered the role of Batman in the upcoming movie. And he said, yeah, I think uh, I think working auto and truck shows for the last 20 years is perfect, perfect rehearsal work to get in front of the camera with Nicholson. <laughs> I fucking butchered it, but it, he delivered it like Dennis Miller. <laughs> Signing autographs at van and truck shows for the last 20 years. <laughs> Perfect training to jump in front of the camera. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect training. Um, you know, some of the chase scenes felt a little, the auto chase scenes felt a little lackluster. They did. And um, something that I noticed this time, I'm like, there are a few shots of downtown Gotham at night that don't exactly hold up uh, with additional scrutiny especially the shot of the sh- the joker on the float uh-huh he like it's like it feels like this weird composite when you see yeah, it coming yeah, down yeah, yeah it does um and then some of the models and miniatures kind of stand out now um but i kind of watching it now i kind of like that i like the because miniatures. that's very much burton yeah it never it never stood out to me until this last viewing like like the last half least was like boy that looks like a street of cars where the Batwing comes down and crashes yeah. right up. I'm like, you're right, it does. I never thought about it like that. And then going back and thinking Beetlejuice just a year l- earlier and going, that whole fucking thing was models. Yeah. Nice fucking model, you know? <laughs> I mean, um, it's just that. But I love that aesthetic. Now, 
and and I just never noticed it when I was younger. The Superman and Batman are the two movies that have been copied, emulated, ripped off, whatever. Right. As far as not necessarily story, but any any number of things from top to bottom, what to do to make a successful superhero movie. And this one, what Superman didn't offer, this one did, which was soundtrack. And what this one did that was a mistake is having one guy do that soundtrack, and that was Prince. Now, Bat Dance was fucking great. Party Man is fucking great. Other than that, don't have Prince. It's too... Uh, it's too that, was what's, that was what doesn't work now. Um, what didn't work for me was... Um, <laughs> I still don't think that Prince was the right fit for this movie it's for weird. the whole soundtrack. I said honestly, I think it's what's aged the worst. Everyone still mentions the legacy of Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson as Batman and the Joker, respectively. Everyone still talks about Burton's vision. Everyone still mentions Danny Elfman's score, but Prince's soundtrack, at least to me, is just fucking weird. It's weird. Bit odd, isn't it? It's uh. Like it took me forever when I was starting to get into like music scores, not uh-huh. specifically soundtracks, to yeah. try to find Danny Elfman's score without just finding Prince's Batman soundtrack. And I got it. I got it for Christmas on a tape. Here you and, go. And and like, I was like, I don't is, like any of this. This like, is this. There's like there's it's in the songs. There's two songs that are featured. Well, there's one song in the in the movie. It's Party Man. But then there's there's like seven seven or eight songs on the soundtrack. Bat Dance, of course. Uh, was great. Uh, but then there's other like this wasn't in the movie. It's not. It yeah. Have anything like? I don't even. There's another. When you called, write, when you write, I don't know, nine, ten, eleven songs, and two of them, maybe three. Like there was one for the parade. There's whatever that's party they. Party man. Um, uh, no. Party man is when they're in the in uh, the museum. art museum. There's a different one for the parade. So there's like a total of like three, and even bat dance. Is it really in the movie? It's not. It was. It's ju- it was a way to market it on MTV. Sure, I think it's two hundred balloons is the one that they're playing at the uh, for the parade. You're probably right, but yeah, only other money, money, money. Yep, <laughs> money, money, money. Hubba hubba hubba. Uh, money, 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 money. Who do you Who trust? Do you Trump. Guy's <laughs> <laughs> such a. You know, watching this now is just like he's very Trumpish. His Joker. Wow. All right. Scary, yeah, but I, like, but um, yeah, I know he's not nearly as You're ruining it for me. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to hear my two sentence summary? Yes. <laughs> so Bruce Wayne, traumatized by the death of his parents, dresses up as a bat for some reason that's never explained, and exacts vigilante justice throughout Gotham. Why does he wear a cowl? Because the citizens of Gotham aren't morons like those idiots over in Metropolis. <laughs> They're going to figure it out. I got to put something over my face. It always, I can't just wear glasses like Clark. <laughs> it's always kind of funny. Like, why do you have to hide who you are? Batman, I get it a little bit more because we'll just go to his house if they know who he is and kill him. <laughs> right. But Superman, it's like, who gives a shit? What are you going to do to him? Yeah. What are you going to do to Superman? Nothing. Nothing, exactly. Of course, I guess he doesn't want to be bothered all the time, but he's still bothered. Oh, whatever. Um, uh, what else did I put down here? Dude, what, his what fucking work? hair, his <sighs> late 80s like kind of mullet, his little curly little fucking oh. <laughs> Wayne's hair, his little fucking... 
the little generic fucking late eighties hair. I was just like, what a fucking, what a do, what a bat do. <laughs> the only other thing that didn't work for me that's always bothered me. The older I got and the more I watched, the more I read Batman comics was how very anti-gun Batman was. Right. And then for most of his iterations to have guns, whether his car had it, his Batmobile or the Batwing had it. And I was just like, yeah. He doesn't kill anybody with he it. He doesn't. Uh, he tries to kill Joker yeah. with Batwing, with the Batwing, with yeah. the guns. I still love the joke when he pulls yeah. out and fires and then it's the same fucking thing and then he slides it in later and then he knows to use it later and it's just a little yeah fake gun with the bang here's a fun fact uh the gap in time between adam west and michael keaton is smaller than the gap between michael keaton and robert pattinson damn it's only like 20 years between, You're right, because it was late 60s and then 89. So Batman went off like, the air in 69, and this came out in 89, so 20 years. <laughs> we had like, it oh took him 20 years to change it that much, and then they've done nothing to really change the character. I mean, the yeah. fuck with it, depending. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen anything with Ben Affleck in it, and I won't. Unless he, is he in The Flash? He's got like one or two scenes, but he's not in a lot of it. It's fun. Actually, there's there's two really good scenes in that, where one where he ends up helping someone when Wonder Woman shows up and he's using the rope to pull someone up, but the rope is the uh, lasso of truth or whatever, uh -huh. and he starts saying something like, he starts admitting like, like I don't even know why I do this. I I should just give all my money to the poor if I feel like this is important to help people out or something like that. It was just so like on the nose, but at the same time. Really funny. Then he realizes he's holding on to Wonder Woman's lasso of truth. And you're like, going to let go. Um, <laughs> the irony of Adam West complaining about not being offered the role or considered or whatever. And then being like, sure thing, Grandpa. Yeah. It gets, 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 gets you back into the... Come on. Let's get you back on the porch. And then they fucking full on brought Michael Keaton back for it. Mm -hmm. And that was fun. Oh, I'm sure. I, yeah. I, I want to see it. I want to see the it's worth a It's worth a watch. At least once. But man, the visuals are bad some of some I, the, not great the thing where they uh, all that's the, what stands out the most with that one someone it's said it looks so like much, so much cgi someone said it looked like they had ai animated because like adam, right adam west's costume looks off superman's something about him looks off <laughs> yeah seven fingers <laughs> yeah have you seen some of those where like everything's fine and then you realize there's like two just, extra digits on a hand <laughs> or the pizza the pizza place <laughs> one is funny have you heard the pizza one? No. Here, I'll find it. Are you ready for best pizza of life? Bring friends down to Pepperoni Hug Spot. Our chefs make pizza with heart and special touch. Cheese, pepperoni, vegetable, and more secret things. Need delivery? Pizzas come fast. Knock, knock, who's there? Pizza magic. Eat Pepperoni Hug Spot pizza. Your tummy say thank you. Your mouth say, mmm. Pepperoni Hug Spot. It's like family. But with more cheese. It's so fucking bonkers, dude. <laughs> Thanks, AI. Yeah. Uh, overlord. Or what? AI overlord. Oh. I for one welcome our robot overlord. <laughs> right. <laughs> um What the hell were we talking about? <laughs> Skynet making Pizza Hut commercials. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Prince doing the soundtrack was weird. What uh, do you have a favorite line or favorite scene? I do. Oh, is it a clip? It is. Oh, cool. It's me. <laughs> nice place you've got here. Lots of space. dinner I was a man doing well with a beautiful woman and without so much as an apology you ran off with that sideshow phony you know Vic I've recently had a tragedy in my life Alicia threw herself out of the window But you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. <laughs> well, Miss Vale, another rooster in the hen house. <laughs> Take thy beak. like them already. <laughs> now, you know, the problem was he got sloppy, you know, crazy. He started to lose it. He had a head full of bad wiring, I guess. Couldn't keep it straight up here. He was the kind of guy who couldn't hear the train until it was two feet from him. This guy, Jack. Wow. Made mistakes. And then he had us. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. <laughs> Never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> and anytime I listen to that piece of music on, oh, okay. I would think, dunk, dunk, dunk. Holy shit. Uh, you had a lot of lead up to it, but that's also my favorite scene. Is the, <laughs> I, I, I love prescribing to the stupid little theory that Beetlejuice is the ghost of Batman. <laughs> Uh. And I remember, for some reason, when I was a kid, that comforted me that he did the Beetlejuice voice for whatever reason. I don't think he was doing the Beetlejuice voice. That's just how Michael Keaton yells, I guess. Right. I don't know. But I remember thinking, like, I'm sure this was a heavier movie to me when I was a kid. It's a silly fucking comic book movie now. But yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen. Oh. And him doing a little Beetlejuice, I was like, oh, okay, okay, it's just a movie. 
Uh, it's okay. I just love how you can see the you can see the line between Bruce Wayne and Batman right mm, there. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to risk and you can see you just see the split like I'll go fucking insane right now. <laughs> and I thought it was so ingenious when I was a kid. I'm like, "Oh, he just took that little silver plate or whatever yeah. and put it under his chest and, oh. But what if he, he shot you in the face? Yeah, I know. <laughs> You'd be dead. Um, I think the Joker has, like, they gave Jack all of the best fucking lines in this movie. Like, they all have to be delivered by him because they all have to be delivered by the Joker. So it, it's fair to say it was going to happen anyway. Sure. But just all of his lines, to me, are just so immediately quotable whether or not you ever use them in any day life just just this town needs an enema you the, know or the fucking you know I, I do now what other people dream i make art until someone dies see i am the world's first fully functioning homicidal artist i love that line that was my favorite line of this movie even when i was younger i'm like that's fucked up kind of but i had love i never just, really knew what he meant yeah now do you know now what he meant a homicidal artist? He's just a mass murderer. Yeah, pretty much. He makes art until someone dies. The art his, thing his seems, canvas is done and he's got to get a new canvas. The art the art thing is a little weird. It's wedged in. Yeah, you think so? Okay. Just I get it. Art, chemistry. That like <laughs> what's why, why art all of a sudden? Cuz anything about Jack Napier that you see in the lead Had up Had nothing to do with art. No, not, nothing. Doesn't mention it at all. So I also love his impression, his impersonation of uh, Jack Palance. How about I'm this year, years old before I realized that's what he was doing. Oh yeah, like it took me like years. I thought he was to just, realize. I thought he had just shifted into the role of boss. No, and then you realize, oh shit, that's what. <laughs> that's what Palance said to him. Yeah. You're my number one. <gasps> A guy. A guy. <laughs> I'd never. I just. I always thought that he was just taking that role. Until I watched it this time, which only, I hadn't seen it in years. The only the, the other scene that I really like is when he goes and kind of has the conversation with the corpse that after he's oh, killed that's fucking at, the, great, at, the, yeah. at the table. It's so fucking dark. It's so Tim Burton. It's so dark. And then you're watching him like, I can't believe my parents allowed me to watch this movie at one point. You're like, God damn, this is fucking dark. What is he, I forget what he says to him. I'm glad you're dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he takes the fucking tie and uh, tightens it around his throat. You hear the crunch. <laughs> and he just walks off set. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad he's dead. <laughs> he even cracks himself up with his jokes. There's uh, two um, two little throwaway, not throwaway lines, but things that I say in decently regular conversation is like the head full of bad wiring. I'll <laughs> right. refer to things like that. And then the... Uh, he was a thief and a terrorist. But on the other hand, he had a tremendous singing voice. Right. <laughs> I'll say shit like that about people. Um, I always found it fucking hilarious. Even when I even the first time I saw it was just the the newscasters once they couldn't wear any makeup, so that's just warts and all. Yeah. Um like I was thinking like, what beer you were drinking today? Brand X. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I always loved also like the, the, the way he transitions yeah. and wipes into the the feed in the city is just 
was just top notch. Yeah. I fucking love that shit, man. Um, if you're going to do a magic wand or a recast, what would you do? <laughs> what did I write down here? I already forgot. Let's see here. I thought of recasting a lead, and then I thought about how many other actors have played Bruce Wayne slash Batman since Keaton hung up the cowl, and then it became a then it became a challenge. <laughs> I also did exactly this back when we did Batman Returns, so uh, I guess I'm doing a magic wand. My magic wand would have been to have Keaton return for a final film, and they decide to adapt Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. There were plans that have now been scrapped due to the box office failure that was The Flash to have uh, Keaton cast once more as Bruce Wayne, but they were going to do a live-action version of Batman Beyond where he's the old man and so he's behind the computer and he's talking to his new Batman who's out and about in a futuristic Gotham. That would have been fucking awesome. Okay. That would have been my magic wand is I want a live action version of Batman Beyond and a futuristic like let's jump ahead another 50 years. He's old and there's a different Batman and now he's just playing the Alfred role. Gotcha. That is pretty much what Batman Beyond was. That's very similar to what I said. I said 8,000 people have played the character so that recasting it would be pointless. Yeah. That's Um, a null point. I'd rather have seen the full on Burton trilogy. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I would have wanted to see... I would like to have seen the Burton trilogy in the tone that he stayed. With Robin Williams as the Riddler, I don't know if I would have liked that. That would have been weird. Jim Carrey, I I uh, liked yeah. at the time, but I, not now. Not now. Um, maybe, and you know what, fuck it. I'd, I'd like to see the tone. I'd like to see a, a Burton trilogy in the tone of this movie. Do Redo, redo Batman Returns. Uh, Pull back a few punches on the dark, like fucked upness that was returns to a degree or eh, like just more just more batman it was more like machinations that, that is it. true there was not as much batman in batman returns um and keep vicky but have the love triangle between vicky vale and selena kyle because there's always been a love triangle between batman or the, the love thing between batman and catwoman every version of them has done that yeah um i forgot how much Kim Basinger screamed in this movie. Yeah, my mom, I remember my mom saying that all she does is run around and scream. Um, it it was not at the level of like Temple of Doom. No, Kate Capshaw. And I would like to have seen Billy D. Williams. They were originally going to yeah, bring him. That back. would have been. He yeah, was going to be two. He would have had a different. I wonder if his career would have had a different trajectory if he had been able to actually play Two Face. Um, I think that would have been. That would have been, been tits, better man. than what we got yeah. anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, anything's almost better than what we got. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, you ready for some trivia? I am. I put this on my phone because it was way easier to just copy and paste it. Oh, yeah. That's um, what I do. So Michael Keaton calls himself a logic freak. I guess he's like, well, how would this happen? If I'm doing this, how would this happen? Like, so that He has not- to make sense of it sure, in his head. Yeah. Okay. So he was concerned about ba- how ugh, he was concerned that Batman's secret identity uh, in reality in reality would be fairly easy to un- would be fairly easy to uncover, and he discussed ideas with Tim Burton to how to better disguise the character and use uh, use contact lenses. Uh, ultimately, what he decided was to bring his voice in at a lower register, which is what they all fucking do now. Yeah. Oh wow. He and, and you think about it, he started it. Yeah. That's what Lisa had said. You know, he started the low voice thing. I'm like, yeah, but it was not. It wasn't as. It's not as as terrible as Christian Bale's gets by The Dark Knight. So anyway. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Keaton were actually dating at the time. Huh. Uh, And she auditioned or she was asked to audition for the role of Vicky, but he didn't 
uh, he didn't want it to be awkward of them. He didn't want this. Yeah, he was against it. Bit of they, nepotism. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which, ironically, she was cast in the sequel, but they weren't dating anymore. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> when Tim Burton saw the uh, life-size polystyrene model of the Batmobile, he looked at the designer and he said, great, where's the door? <laughs> <laughs> and they suddenly realized there were no doors. And that's when they created the sliding top. Yep. yep. I never would have thought about that. Just so 80s, though. It's it so is so 80s. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, the uh, at about the thirteen minute mark at the beginning. At the beginning, um, when Knox comes into the press room, he's handed a cartoon of the Batman sketch, uh, which is the, which is a bat in a pinstripe suit. It's signed by Bob Kane, right? Who is listed here now as the co-creator of Batman because we know Bill, Bill Finger also Bill fucking Finger. Yeah, wasn't just uh, Bob Kane. This was uh, released on the fiftieth anniversary of the character. Just kind of cool. Um, the first adaptation. Uh, to depict the Joker's origin story, which there is no origin story for the Joker, but there really isn't. No, it remained uh, it remained the only film to do it until the Killing Joke animated thing in 2016. Um, this says the Killing Joke was a big inspiration for this movie, which I know the Killing Joke was um, like Alan Moore's was like mid to late 80s, so it may have come out before this film was released. So that's very possible. So the guy that played Bob. <clears throat> Which I have a figure of Bob right up there. Oh yes, uh, he the was not Daryl of Larry Daryl and Daryl. He that's who he always reminds me of. Uh, yeah, it's not him. Yeah, though. I know it's not him. Um, he was a good friend of Jack Nicholson's, oh. so they he told him to cast him. Bob, can, yeah, gun. <laughs> he shoots Bob. God, that's terrible. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, Jack Nicholson's a notorious basketball fan. Yeah. Lakers uh, fan specifically, yeah. yeah. He would have the crew tape uh, tape bas- basketball games for him because he would come in and watch them the next day while his makeup was added. Uh, one day, by his own admission, Jack was so frustrated that no game was on, he turned on the only sport available for the four channels in the UK at the time, uh, the 1989 BDO World, Bar- World Darts Championship. Good Lord. The next day, as he passed Keaton on the set, he looked at him and asked, how was that dart game? <laughs> <laughs> and they both started laughing. <laughs> Um, in an interview with About.com, Christopher Nolan uh, described this film as a brilliant film, visionary, and extraordinarily idiosyncratic, which is Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah, uh, finally, the only this is the only live-action Batman film to feature only one villain from the comics. Every I other time has been an additional in some way. Yeah, and it's not necessary. I, I like the one villain. Uh, one of my favorite characters is uh, Eckhart. <laughs> He's just a slime ball. You can quote me on that. His, vo- that's His good, voice. That's a good. Yeah. <laughs> Shut Knox, up. You're full of shit. Listen. Knox, and you can quote me on that. Yeah. That's the same guy who's sitting at the table eight years earlier in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Huh. Yeah, talking about top uh, men. Top men. <laughs> same dude. Had no idea. I'm like, holy shit. I remember uh, during the uh, Batwing scene when he fucking flies up and stops in front of the moon. Uh Uh-huh. I remember the theater theater clapped. Yep. I remember that. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. They cheered. It was cool. They fucking cheered. Um, Think about your future, Eckhart. Hey, Eckhart. Think about about the future. future. Still hold up? Final thoughts? Um, Oh, there's one other thing that I found interesting. That I had no idea because I was trying to plant when the movie came out on VHS. 
this movie was released on VHS only five months after its theatrical debut, with many theaters still showing it at the time of the tape's release. Well, five months would have been right around Christmas time. They Correct. It was to... November. Yeah. It was uh, Maybe I might November. have got it for my birthday, actually. I'm almost certain that I got it for Christmas because Warner banked on consumers viewing Batman video cassettes as being great holiday gifts and wanted to maximize their profits during the holiday season. I know I got a copy for Christmas that year, and apparently they sold over 10 million VHS cassettes that holiday season, making Warner Brothers another $190 million. <clears throat> yeah, because I was trying to like put in my head, I'm like, how the, how is it that I got this movie so soon? I mean, oh, that's how, why. Um, does it hold up? Absolutely. My final thoughts, uh, I have... I have and always will love this movie, warts and all. Nostalgia is tricky, but a comforting bitch. <laughs> it's not the absolute best representation of what Bob Kane and Bill Finger had envisioned when they first created Batman, but it was damn close. Um, that would be probably um, Batman the Animated Series is probably the closest I love the repre series. representation of. Um, but I think that Keaton... I think that Burton, Keaton, and Nicholson got about 80 85% right, and it was glorious. I'm like, it's just perfectly dark and twisted in just the right ways. And it changed the superhero movie landscape of Hollywood forever, whether for good or bad, unfortunately. Like, there's a lot of good that came because of this. Sure. There's also a lot of fucking hot garbage that came with this because of it, too. And this set the tone. I mean, like, you had Superman where we've never done this before, and then Batman's like... Hold my hold my beer. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll show you how it's done, and then either make it better or ruin it at the same time for the next thirty five years. So it's, it's almost yeah. exactly what I wrote. There's some definite head scratcher moments in here, but the formula that they created is been largely copied for the last thirty five years. Yeah, I think bringing Burton in was an interesting choice because he definitely brought a gothic feel to parts of Gotham City. Like you definitely have the knight rescuing the princess at the castle and fighting the monster right. at the very end. At the very and end. And throwing him off. Um, you wouldn't need a guy with glasses, would you? I fucking love that joke. <laughs> um, like I said, man, Nicholson got all the best lines. These, Both of these movies, too, I never thought about it until we were, we, we were going to watch them and talk about them right now. Both the actors that played the villains got top billing over oh, yeah. the hero. Huh. Who the um, movie is named after. <laughs> this movie got a lot of shit at the time for being... For, it got a lot of shit from a couple different angles. The, the fucking uber nerds... The were, nerd culture. ...was mad, which I... Looking at it now... there had been an internet then, good God. Yeah. But, like, they were mad that he used his... That he had guns, and they were mad that it was Michael Keaton, and then there were the straight people... Not straight people, but, like, the... <laughs> The normal people, the straight-laced people, like the, the right. my mom type people of the world. That were like, Average it's, Joe. It's too like, dark. Like Batman's not like not supposed to be dark or whatever. Like, yeah, it is. You're just thinking of the television show, which exactly. was in its own way a complete look. It was, it was just a, it was a piss it was, take. Yeah, it was a piss take. Um, but it's actually, I think, totally more close to the 60s version than anything that they've done since. since? Yeah. Because yeah. you've got fucking christopher nolan that turned him into a fucking i was in the real world i gave it I, I made him i always said nolan's shit was too dark and i was wrong about that it's not that it's too dark it's too much like heat it's bat it's heat but with batman right and i don't like it and it's put in it, it's if it's, they had batman in a grounded reality 
Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I don't, I don't like it. And you've got, um, Zack Snyder who turned him into a fucking, I picture him as like a <laughs> F-150 reaction video. Batman is how I picture. <laughs> right. Batfleck, the army bro. And it's, that might be unfair. I've not seen anything other than what I've just seen online. I haven't watched any of Batfleck. And then Pattinson is uh, brooding. It was a weird choice, and I remember we talked about. I was scared. We were talking about. We were talking about it in in the podcast when we did Batman Forever, and they were talking about the possibility of Pattinson being the next Batman, and we're like, I don't know if I like it. But now looking at it it's now, it's like great. it was it was a good choice. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we're just as much to blame when you don't know what it is until you see it, and all you know is, well, he played a sparkly vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but it worked i mean this movie was a classic as soon as it was released mm -hmm. like it absolutely still holds up i love this movie i love this movie too um well that's batman and superman one and two a whole bunch of superman yeah a whole bunch whole, of superman what are we doing next we're gonna do a joe dante we're gonna do a joe dante double feature before we uh bow out of this bitch and so I think we decided to do Inner Space and Matinee. Matinee, yeah. Which will be fun because I still have never seen Matinee before, so it'll be a oh, first that... time viewing of Matinee for me. I watched Inner Space last night. I don't want to take anything away from uh, next episode, but I hadn't seen it since 1987. Wow. Yeah. I remember going I rem to the theater seeing that. I remember lots about it, but I don't – there's also lots that I forgot. <laughs> um, in the meantime uh, – Watch those if you want to follow along. <laughs> when Nathan says, boom, turn the page. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the next uh, next time we'll be doing uh, Interspace and Matinee. Those are both on Amazon. Right now you have to rent them because I rented Interspace. I think uh, I both have them on Blu-ray. I purposefully bought the Shout I was going to say, you've never seen Matinee, Matinee, but you own it? I bought it because I, I hadn't been able to find it anywhere else, so I was going to. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think you'll like it. And I think you guys will like I like most episode. of Dante's stuff, or at least up to a certain point. It's and funny. So, I was actually I was going to watch Matinee, and I was like, I, no, I don't want to. I didn't really take the best notes on Interspace. I need to go back and do that. And I was like, oh, look at this three-part thing on uh, cult films on Amazon. Hmm. Sweet. I'm going to watch that. Oh, hey, it's hosted by Joe Dante. That counts. I'm watching that. <laughs> it's really fucking good. The first one is... Uh, Midnight movies. Okay. The second one is uh, sci-fi and horror, and then the third one I didn't watch yet. I can't remember what it's about. It's about it's about cult films, mm -hmm. as you said. Yeah. What's it called? Cult films. Cult films. Yep. I'll have to check it out. It's fucking great, dude. Uh, it's kind of like. Uh, did you watch In Search of Darkness at all on Shutter? No, but it's I've a, heard of it. It's similar to that, but whereas In Search of Darkness, the it's, first one was it's like, covering like horror movies of like 80s, the eighties, right? Horror, yeah. In Search of Darkness, the first one was all of the fucking cream of the crop the second one was like secondary maybe you've seen you, these maybe you haven't and then the third one was like whoa what they're really scraping they did the, who scraping the barrel a little bit here but you still found some gems in there right this takes it and breaks them up so that all three are equally all three are equally good like with the first one with being like midnight movies like i said and then the second one is sci-fi horror and then the third one is i can't like i said i can't remember what the third one is but it's um so that you're not they're not getting all the big ones out of the, out yeah. of the way first, but you have to. I think it's two ninety nine to rent them. I'm going to try to watch the third one tonight. It was, it was really fucking good, and you can watch that too. Um, hey, 
So we're going to skate, gang. We will see you next time again, Interspace and Matinee. In the meantime, stay off the moors. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopet Media production. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts.